0: Welcome to the Audio Tutor Podcast, recording, mixing, and home studio fixings, it's great to have you on board. What's up guys, Tim here from Audio Tutor, today I want to talk about mastering, I've been mastering today for this new track of mine, it's called Winter Wonder, spelt with a U for no reason. And it's coming out before Christmas. Um, I've actually got a friend of mine, Jake Dale, is working on some animation for me. Jake Dale from Hattrick Productions. He is, uh, yeah, working on some animation. Um, It's really fun. It's like a little cartoon. It's going to be fun. It's coming out on YouTube and on Facebook soon. um, I think we're going to put it out on Spotify and iTunes maybe next year, Um, but for now it'll be uh, YouTube and that. Um, So keep an eye out for that. We are talking about mastering today, and this is an EDM song, and I don't do EDM that often. Um, So the mastering process was a little bit different to normal, and in particular, I was doing some mid-side processing um, in a couple of different Areas in the mastering process. So, I wanted to talk about mid side processing a little bit because it's an interesting one, and I think one that a lot of people, me included, kind of avoid because it's a bit scary and it's a lot to take in. Um, so, I've kind of avoided it in the past. With this kind of song, I couldn't avoid it any longer. Um, it's EDM, there's a kick drum thumping all the way through the middle, and I wanted to make sure that we keep clarity in the mix, and the way we do that is with mid-side processing. So I just want to talk about a couple of ways that I did that mid-side processing. First off, let me explain what mid-side processing is. Mid-side processing, the mid is essentially the stuff that, well, the best way to think of it is the mid is the stuff that's right in the middle, um, and the side is the stuff that's that's you know, far to the left and far to the right. The way the um, the computer uh, figures that out is by finding all the differences between the left and right. If there's no difference between the left and right, then it's a mid. Um, then it's part of the mid channel, and if there are differences, then that's part of the side channel. And that way, it can differentiate um, between the mid and the sides. So for example, let's say you have a kick drum that's thumping through the middle all the time, um, and then you have guitars that are kind of panning from left to right. Well, those will be on the sides and the kick will be in the middle. Um, and sometimes in some circumstances like this song, you want to uh, process those signals in different ways to make sure you can get the most clarity out of your mix um so first off let me just play you the song so you kind of know what we're talking about i really like this one it reminds me of gorillas i don't know if anybody still listens to gorillas i think they do they're still making music they're they're an awesome band um and yeah it kind of reminds me of that it's this sort of indie edm kind of vibe Alright, so right there you can hear the the difference between the mid and the side, right? In the mid, you've definitely got that kick drum, you've also got that clap sound, you can hear all, and there's a snare sound in there that's definitely right down the middle. Um... Now, on the sides, you can hear there's, like, big echoey guitars. We've also got the vocals when they come in. for Forgot up in the winter. They're really wide out to the sides, right? So you've definitely got the two different signals there. Now, there were two different things that I did with the mid-side processing. The first one was actually with an exciter, all right? So I used an exciter. Now, we often use an exciter. What an exciter does um, in the mastering phase usually is um, it, adds some harmonics in the very top end. So it adds some sort of, um, it's, it's well, it's literally some excitement in the top end, right? And it's usually, we usually do it way, way high, right? Above 10,000 hertz, really high up there to add some energy. Now, the difference between this and an EQ, a traditional EQ, is it's not just turning up, the frequencies up there it's actually making new ones so it's it's adding harmonics that didn't exist before um with clever digital technology (laughs) um so what i did here you can see in the mid processing here and the way you set this up by the way with any of the uh plugins that can do it here in logic you just grab your your um plug in here and you see it says stereo or dual mono if you click dual mono then it comes up like this it usually will automatically be a stereo uh, split but you can go into this little wheel um, and hit mid side and that way it's going to split it up between the mid and the side signal so you can see here for the mid signal I didn't add any harmonics I didn't need them whereas the side signal is more where all the fluffiness is, right? That's where all the echoey space and everything is, is in the side signal. So I added harmonics there, uh, 12.6. Now that is... Actually, the preset that comes up as sizzle um, actually preset it to uh, 12.6, and that was very nice, right? Um, So at 12.6, and I I took it down. The preset was at like 130%, something like that. So I actually took it down to 72, and it sounds really nice. It's on the color one. It it sounds really nice, but I only did it on the side channel to bring more of that that, um, sizzle. Uh, into the the side signal, into the reverb, into those, um, into the width there, right? So you're getting more of that that sound in the 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 side uh, channel. So that's the first thing I did. All right. So let me turn that on and off. Um, and I would recommend you grab some headphones to be able to actually hear the difference here, because we're talking about a real stereo signal. So um, stereo signal is often really easy to pick out and pinpoint when you have headphones on. So have a little listen. I'll start with it turned off and then turn it on for you. So there's definitely a very audible change there you can really hear that it's it's brightening things up and you notice it because it's on all those brighter instruments that are in the side channels um so a, a really nice little 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 touch there uh then i had this ultra channel that was just doing some analog i love there's a preset on this called analog juice it's my favorite i love it so it just does the saturation on this one compressor and then we have the x there Doing some like like a tape saturation. Uh, it's a lovely preset. Just to add some of that, um, you've, you've just added excitement. Um, and the problem with adding things in the high end in a digital world is things get a bit harsh and and like too crisp. Um, so I always, if I'm if I'm adding anything in the in the top end digitally, I will always add in some sort of saturation to bring us back into the analog world. Um, then this is the next bit of mid-side processing I did, and this was in the limiting, and I've never done this before um, on any other song, I've never really needed to, um, but it's a great technique that I'd I'd seen done elsewhere, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a go at that, and it turned out really nicely. So again, I did the same thing, I opened up this limiter, it's just the stock limiter here in Logic, and I went to the dual mono setting again, I set it to mid-side, and then here on the mid, what I, what I knew I wanted to do, these are kind of the presets that I, I always use when I'm using a limiter, right? At minus 0.5, I do the precision mode, I do the true peak detection, the release is as quick as it goes, the look ahead I usually just leave alone. Um, but what I knew I wanted to do was have more of a limiting effect um, in the mid-channel because we've got like the clap and the kick and you want that to be fat and loud, right? And then I knew that I didn't want that to be affecting the side channels, Right, because let, let's think about it. We've got, we've got all of this delicate space, all these uh, delicate echoes and fluffiness happening in the side channels, right? With those nice guitars that are echoing everywhere. There's, there's a synth in there that's going panning left or right. There's all these things happening and lovely reverbs, and I've worked hard on these reverbs that I want to sound great, right? And if I have a kick driving through and a clap driving through, well, a limiter is going to be turning down the whole mix right every time that clap if you just use a traditional limiter in that stereo format your limiter is going to be turning down the whole mix every time it hears that kick drum really loud right it's going to turn down your whole mix which means it's going to be turning down your um your nice uh reverb, your nice guitars, things that are out to the side that you don't want to turn down, right? You've got that lush space. You don't want to be messing around with that, um, spoiling what you've been working so hard on kind of thing. Um, So I knew I needed to split the channels up. So essentially what I've done here, um, and I'll I'll play it through for you, you'll be able to see um, that the the uh here on the mid channel we're actually reducing quite a lot every time that kick and clap come in right you see a a big reduction um and then on the side channel not much is happening at all uh which is good which is what we want because we don't want to really be messing with the nice space that we've got so let me play it through for you and i'll kind of give you a little uh show and tell of that one So you see that straight away, right? When I when I went over to the side channel, we're reducing nothing, right? We're leave, we're kind of leaving it as is, right? We're, we're we're turning it up so it's as loud as the mid channel, um, if not zero point two dB louder. Um, but we're not reducing anything. We're not messing with it. We're not compressing it any further because we didn't we don't need to, right? We just wanted to get that thumping kick through. We wanted to get that energy through without messing with the side signal. So really interesting stuff here. The first time I've actually done this, as far as I can recall, um, in a track of my own, uh, because this is more of an EDM vibe. So uh, really interesting stuff there and and of course you saw in the mid-channel we were doing like three to four db of gain reduction uh mainly on when the clap was coming in It's clearly a pretty loud clap um and also when the bass and the kick were hitting together that was that was uh getting some some good reduction there as well then the last thing i did just to kind of uh make sure things aren't too kind of split is to just i just added on a um a limiter, just a traditional stereo limiter, um, same settings as before. I'm just not doing any gain at all, um, and this was actually taking down a little bit of um, of of that that peak. Um, uh, let, let's just play through it. I think it was something like two dB of that peak. <laughs> there, you can see it's between kind of one and a half dB up to maybe three. Um, And all that is doing is just kind of, it's clamping it all together. It has got to sound like one stereo file, right? We don't want to get this impression that the mid and side have been processed separately. We've got to kind of glue it all together. So that's that final glue. And then I was really happy with it. You know, I, I, from there was just referencing back to uh, my reference track by Gorillaz. And it sounded pretty good. It sounded like like it would stand up as a good contender and that's kind of, that's all you want, right? With a With a master is to, to have it stand up as a good contender against other commercial songs that might be on the radio or you might be listening to on Spotify, right? So, um... I, I'm going to just go through and um, kind of take those things off and put them back on again and kind of show you where we got with this master. Um, if you're interested in mastering, do, you know, hit hit the like button and do all those things because I, I don't really know why. But do those things if you want. Um, but more importantly, send me a comment or a question, right? That's what I really love um, is is a comment or a question, do please ask me stuff because I want to have a conversation with you about this stuff, about mixing, about mastering. If you have any questions as to, you know, why was I doing this stuff? um, If you see any plugins there that you're interested in, right, like what did you do with that compressor, right? Ask me those questions. I'd love to talk about it. And also, if if need be, I would love to do like a full in depth, like start to finish of a master um, to show you kind of what the whole process is from start to finish, um, going from like how do you choose your reference track and and level matching and all of that all the way through to limiting. Um, so if you'd be interested in seeing that, do let me know. Um, also, before you go, um, I will play the, through this one more time. But before you go. Um, I do have an ebook for you if you want to check it out. It's a recommendations guide of all the equipment you'll need to get started recording and mixing in your home studio uh, for an affordable budget as well, which um, I know <laughs> here in twenty twenty we might need. So um, yeah, yeah, do do check that out. There's a, a link below in the description. Just click on it and stuff and enjoy that. Uh, one more time, then I'm going to go through this song. I'm going to take off some of these. Um, I'll leave the. F- uh the last limiters on but i'll take these off and go through a being those